Right now, let's return to the significance of this February 24th. It is the first anniversary of the invasion by the Russians of Ukraine. And this war has been through many phases. Vladimir Putin thought it was going to be over in days. Then he found out it wasn't. Then there was the fear that the West was going to lose interest and abandon Ukraine. And as a matter of fact, largely because of Joe Biden and the United States, the West's resolve has been renewed actually within the last few days. So it's an increasingly perilous situation for Vladimir Putin, but also it doesn't look like there's any near-term solution to this. The Ukrainians aren't for negotiating and the Russians aren't for retreating. One person who's been a bit of a guide for us on day-to-day life in Ukraine is Canadian um, Adam Zivo, who writes for the National Post, and as a matter of fact, has a new column or account as of uh, today, which you can read online. And Adam joins us now from Odessa. It's nice to have you again. It's nice to be back. Okay, so what are your reflections on this first anniversary? I I realize it's kind of an arbitrary day, but at the same time, now that we're looking at it and saying, okay, it's been one year, I'm sure there has to be some emotion and sentiment and reasoning to all of that. What what are your thoughts? Uh, The sense that I get from the Ukrainians in my life is that today is a day of profound exhaustion and sorrow and optimism. Uh, Yesterday, many Ukrainians were posting on social media about how a year ago they were enjoying their last day of peace. And now that a year has passed, many wonder how much longer until they can enjoy that peace again. Uh, It's been uh, an incredible and horrific journey for Ukrainians. Uh, As you said, there have been so many different phases of the war. And with an impending Russian springtime assault, no one's quite sure what's going to happen next. But what they do know is that no matter what, they have to persevere. In talking with you, one of the fascinating aspects in all of this is how day-to-day life continues in Ukraine. So what are things like for you and the people around you in Odessa? Well, in Odessa, things are okay for the most part. And I think that what many Westerners don't understand is that Ukraine is a very large country. And life on the front lines and in the cities near the front lines is hellish. Uh, There, everything is destroyed. You know, when I was in Kharkiv, when I was in Izum, uh, when I was in Mykolaiv, it was awful. If you are farther away from the front lines, life continues with some level of normalcy. And that's necessary because that helps, will give people a sense of dignity and also ensures that Ukraine's economy is able to survive and to give people the livelihoods that they need and to fund the war to some extent. So in Odessa, you know, December and January were very, very difficult. The attacks on the energy infrastructure meant that for most of those two months, we only had about six hours of electricity during the day and some electricity at night. And for the most part, like the city felt catatonic at night, but they were just, you know, life continued on in silhouettes and People had prepared by buying generators and stores were essentially these like little islands of lights where people try to live with some level of normalcy. Um, And that was very hard. You know, you got used to it to a certain extent, but it wasn't easy. Now electricity has come back online. So now things feel somewhat normal, but no matter what normalcy there exists in the peaceful regions, there's always a sense of anxiety because we don't know when that could change. 
I'm four hours away from the front line. Odessa is okay right now, but two hours east of me is Mykolaiv, which is, you know, was partially destroyed. And two hours east of that city is Kherson, which is on the front lines, which was occupied and is currently being shelled every day. So Ukrainians know they can't take any oasis of peace for granted. Now, Westerners and the NATO countries in particular look on Volodymyr Zelensky and Ukrainian resolve and sort of see this Churchillian figure. Is that resolve actually genuine amongst Ukrainians, that, that Ukrainians are just going to continue to fight? Of course. How, how could they not be? They've seen what happens under occupation. And I think that sometimes people forget that occupation is horrific, right? Any liberated area has had the same stories of people being randomly beaten and killed, of torture chambers, of, of mass graves, of the complete eradication or attempted eradication of Ukrainian culture, burning Ukrainian books, banning Ukrainian art. The attempt to take over Ukraine is about cultural extermination and eliminating the existence of an independent Ukrainian nation and russifying it. So for Ukrainians, there is no choice. Any Russian soldiers who are sent into this region have to be killed. Um, and no area can be left unliberated because those are family members, friends, real people who are suffering. Adam, thanks so much for this. Thank you for having me once again.